0: Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com My name is Yitzhak at Shalom and we are now studying Sefer Divrei Hayamim We're looking at the first book of Divrei Hayamim Perek Tetzayin The Aron has just been brought up to Shalayim successfully in the second stage uh, The last we saw Michal was looking down at David and was degrading him in her heart uh, thinking dismissively of him However, we d- never do hear the same result that we heard in Sefer Shmuel about there being a curse on her as a result of remaining barren her entire life, and now that the Aaron has been uh, put in place, we hear about an entire episode of which there is no mention whatsoever in Sefer Shmuel. Remember, David had set up and pitched a tent next to his palace <coughs> and prepared a spot for the Aaron, and now the Aaron is put in there. And so this now is considered to be in the presence of God, and so they brought. When David was finished doing that, he blessed the people in Hashem's name. We do not hear the words of that particular brachav. This is something that we did hear at the very end of the description of bringing the Aaron up. Uh, in Shmuel Bet, uh, that he gave everyone present, men or women, liish kikar lechem eshbar Each person got a loaf of bread and a large slab of meat and some cakes, evidently lentil cakes of some sort. And now we go again into Belt well, of the Uncharted Territory, meaning something that's not in Shmuel. He, he put mishartim, servants, in front of the Aron, lahazkir ulahazkir ulahodot ulahalel, to mention God's name, to give thanks, and to praise, Ladunai Elohei Israel, to Hashem. And this is now the setup that David makes, that's already alluded to back in Vav, of certain Levim, who are going to be in charge of the singing in the Beit HaMikdash when it is built. And it's set up already now that the Aaron is here. Now, of course, we have no indication whatsoever of what happened with the Aaron during its 20 years in Kiryat Yarim, but but all of the silence seems to indicate that nothing happened. And uh, <coughs> as David had said, Which also means we didn't look into the proper way to bring it, but seems to also mean we didn't seek it out. So this seems to be the first time that there's any sort of service going on in front of the Aaron, at least since then. Asaf <coughs> So who's in charge Asaf, and second him is Zahariya yelun shmiramot bihiyalmatitia vel yav neav ovedom yavelen valim bihin We've already heard about these levi'im and their instruments uh the liers and harps vi asaph bin seltayim mashmi he's asaph is making a sound with the symbols, which you he heard were copper symbols ov neav yachziel the kohanim bhatzutzot tamid aron bitalvim they're playing the khatzutzot the cornets as the Torah commands us, that that be done by the Kohanim, in front of the Aaron. So who did David install as being in charge of the giving thanks to God? The thanksgiving is Asaf and his family, who we heard have already given that list of who they are. And here we hear the song, a very famous uh, piece of liturgy that um, made its way somewhere in the uh, Middle Ages into uh, both Sephardi and Ashkenazi liturgy Uh it's an almost universal is part of Pesuchet Zimra um, I believe that the Italian community does not have it So what is it that they recited at least that day? Everyone should give thanks it's a call, give thanks, call out God's name and announce throughout the nations of his great deeds. Shirilo Zamrulo flotab. Now the, the important note that these are Levim singing and it's choral. So we have every reason to think that this is being done antiphonally so that there's a call and a response. Shirulo Zamrulo, Flotab. That could be two parts, so that entire Pasuk could be one responding to the first Pasuk. Hitalub Shem Kocho Give praise into in, or, or uh, in His uh, great holy name. Ismach The hearts of those who seek God out should rejoice. Dirshu Adunai Seek out God's strength. Bakshu fanav tamid. Always seek His face. Zichru His presence. Zichru niflootav asher Mention His wonders that He has done. Moftav umishpite fihu. His, uh, miraculous things and the laws of his mouth, meaning the laws that he's put into, into, um, into service in the world. Zela Yisrael Avdo Bnei Yaakov Bechirav. Who is the audience for this address? It is <clears throat> the seed of Yisrael, that's Yaakov his servant, the children of Yaakov, who he has selected. So the selection of Am Yisrael is a critical piece of this moment. He is our God, and His laws are throughout the world. Meaning that even though He is our God, and we have that special relationship with Him, we understand Him to be the universal God. Mention His breed forever. It's something He commanded for generations, ad infinitum essentially, a thousand generations. He made this Brit with Avraham, and his oath was with Yitzchak. This, of course, is the Brit over the land and over having a connection with God. This is not directly referenced to Brit Milah, although we mention these Pesukim in that context as well. So now Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Yisrael create the foursome for purposes of the couplet. He, he established it for Yaakov as a law, The Yisrael, Berit Olam. So this goes back to Karat. These two psukim work together. It is a brit an everlasting breed for Yisrael. And what was that berit? I am going to give you Canaan, which is your inheritance. Even though you are right now a small number. This is to Yaakov. Not some, not even a number. And you are barely like visiting here. You're not owners. And what's going to happen? So now now we recall God's wonders in fulfilling that Brit. They went from nation to nation, Umim Mamlachal Amacher. Now read as a period piece of this being David, this would then be referring to uh Yitziat Mitraim, and perhaps even Pleshet and Yitziat Mitzrayim, and then through the desert. Um perhaps from a a period, period piece we would see this as being a song of thanksgiving of Shivatziot, of having returned from the Babylonian exile. God did not allow anyone to oppress them and indeed rebuked kings on their behalf. Be a reference to Paro. It could be a reference also to Munchad Netzar. What was it that God said, as it were, when he was rebuking them? Do not touch my anointed ones. And do not behave evilly, uh, in an evil fashion, with my prophets. And who are these? This is all of Am Yisrael, our Mishichai and Nevi'ai. Uh, and now the call is that the entire world should sing to God. Every day, give news of his great salvation. Now, who is supposed to be doing this? This is Yaakov v'chirav. Sing out or tell in among the nations about his great glory, Hamim ni and of his wonders throughout the the countries,, and this even in a monolatrous mon- kind of setting of saying there are many gods, but above them is Hashem, meaning speaking to the nations in their language, Hashem is great and praised. And his awe is on all of the other gods, or all of the other leaders, if you want to move away from that. He called Elohe Ha'amim El Who really are the gods? And it's almost as if there's an external and an internal statement. The external statement is, our God is greater than all of your gods. And internally we say, reality is, they are all just idols. And the Vav here is Vav Hanigud, a Vav of opposition. On the other hand, Hashem created the heavens. Hod v'hadar lefanav, in the God's presence is glory and splendor, oz v'chedva bimkomo, there is strength and rejoicing in his place. And that's very appropriate because we have just established his place. Havu l'adonai mishpachot amim, kavod The way to read this non-poetically would be, mishpachot amim, havu kavod Nations of the world, you should give grant to God and acknowledge to God his glory and his strength again the nations of the world this is what we're calling on them to appreciate about God the glory of his name bring a tribute to him and bow before him in this glorious holy place that we've now just established and here seems to be shaking You should all shake. The whole world should shake in front of God's presence. Because God indeed established the world that it should not collapse. The heavens will rejoice. The earth will rejoice. And and now we are using ha'anasha, personalization of the heavens and the earth and the trees, etc. That they're all going to give glory to God and say that God rules among the nations. That the sea will thunder, and the the field will rejoice, and everything in the field. So the notion is all of nature is now rejoicing. Somewhat similar to what we see in in Parakufiyodalad uh, of Tihilim. Uh, that the whole world shakes when God's presence is there, and the mountains melt and dance, etc. What will happen then? The trees will rejoice. Why? Because God is coming to judge the world. Now, there's all sorts of ways to darshan these psukim, uh, environmentally friendly and all sorts of other ways, but the simple read of it is that the whole world is expectantly and with great anticipation looking forward to God coming and judging the world and putting things right, and everybody's rejoicing. Everything is rejoicing. And this seems to be the end of the praise. And so the praise is moved from a description of the past, of what God has done with our ancestors, of their travails through the nations that have brought them to this place, and a vision of the future where the whole world will will rejoice. If you notice, the first section of this has an almost uh, verbatim parallel in Tilim Kufei. The middle section is almost verbatim with Tehillim at Sadi vav, and the next few psukim that we're going to see seem to be the parallel with the end of Kuf Vav and Tehillim. So I'll take it from the famous fourth book of Tehillim. Um, <coughs> and, of course, the question remains, one that we won't be able to answer, which came first, whether those Tehillim were taken as breaking apart this psalm that was sung on the first day uh, of the dedication of the Aaron in its new place, Or the inverse that the that the um, that this was a collection of Tehillim that were already known. In any case, the imru and the imru here seems to be the levim speaking to the assemblage. Hoshienu alohei shenu. Save us, the God of our salvation. Gather us and save us from the nations. Which nations? We have to see. For what purpose? So that we can give thanks to your holy name and to give praise through your praise. Now, it ends, So the, the ending is that we bless Hashem from one world to the next, with "Rabbiin Haolam how may mean from the past to the future, or from this world to another world. And then, what is it? What did everybody else around, standing around, say? "V'Emu Cholam," Amen. They all said, "V'Hallel Adonai," gave thanks to God. So this was the the scene. Um, this is understood to be sort of the she'er that was sung along with bringing the first korban tamid that's brought in its spot, and then from then on the levim are in charge of the songs that are sung with the korban tamid. Now at the end of the parak, Vayazov sham the Asaf So David then appointed Asaf and his family in charge of being in front of the Aaron, the the Aaron tamid yom And there's the illusion to the tamid to be in front of the Aaron at all point, all times for day by day. Now, the Dvar may indicate that there are different songs sung on different days. And again, this passage that we just read, this very long song, Hodu, as I said, uh, is not mentioned anywhere in, uh, in the Gemara it, as being part of the liturgy, but it does make its way into the liturgy by the Middle Ages. And the famous uh, difference of custom about whether it said before, after Baruch Shamar, and therefore fully included in de-Zimra as per the Ashkenazim, or not, as per, per Nusach Svar and the Sfardim. Uh And then, after this section, there were various psukim that were collected, uh, and that were then uh, said to complete the passage that we have, of the, of, uh, of Hodu, but the bulk of it comes from this particular section. You'll notice that in our Sidurim we have as an example the name uh Toh Yitzchak as it's written here and not as it's written in Tehillim, Kuf Yitzchak with a sin, uh, an acceptable variation as we see throughout Tanakh. So you see that the version that we have in our liturgy is exactly the version from Divrei Hayamim. Um so we have 68 of Oved In and his family and who are the gatekeepers another Oved Edom, so it seems to be a very popular name uh, and Chosa we're familiar with who are the Kohanim that's Tzadok and his family they were the ones who were in front of the Mishkan that's still in Givon it hasn't been moved from Givon because the Mishkan is there but the Aaron as i brought here, lahalot to bring korbanot uh, in the morning and in the evening that korban tamid. so and other people who were selected who were all known by name and again to give thanks his kindness is forever this seems to be the addendum here. They're playing cornets and cymbals, and with God's instruments, as it were, and they're guarding the gate. So at that point, everybody went home. The song had been sung, the dedication had been made. Everybody went home, the Korim and Levim remained there, and David went to bless his house. And as I mentioned, at this point, the Mishkan is still in Givon, uh, although the Aaron has been brought here, and so there is sort of a split description, but the, uh, the main focus of this parable, of course, is what happens in Ushalaim uh, in front of the Aaron. So we'll pause at this point and pick it up with the next podcast with Perik Yod and Yod Zion has a very clear parallel, unlike what we saw in Ted Zion, where there was next to no parallel in Shmuel Bet. Perik Yod Zion has a very well-known par- parallel, which is Shmuel Bet Perak Zion, which is David's quest to build the Mikdash, and, uh, and Baruch Hu's answer. And of course here we'll see some striking differences between that related in Shmuel and that that we see here in Divrei Hamim. In the meantime, we'll pick it up in the next podcast. Everybody should have a wonderful day.